This morning's reflection is about wise effort, balanced effort, and sometimes called right effort. What qualities of mind and heart keep us bound and suffering? What qualities of mind and heart set us free? The word for energy, effort, uh, in Pali is virya. <clears throat> and they're, vo- they're both energy and effort very intimately connected with each other. Virya is the mental effort, the energy that's present in every single moment of mental activity and, of course, in relationship to our practice. The mental energy that's present in every single moment of a focused attention, concentration, mindful awareness, and investigation. And I'm sure, as many of you have uh, tasted at times, there's a kind of uh, courageous and balanced effort that we're called upon to make in our practice. The about-to-be Buddha sitting under the Bodhi tree, his tremendous determination and energy and the flow of his effortless effort that night. This meant that there was just enough effort being made in just the right way just enough energy being expended in just the right way. And although I'm sure each of us in this room know that energy and effort are essential factors for us in our practice, it's shown to us directly and clearly in a very intimate way especially during times of intense practice, that a great dedication, enthusiasm, and a balanced exertion and wholehearted endeavor is needed to really, truly engage in this process of awakening. In fact, if anyone ever told us that one just kind of floats through this whole process and then reaches the other shore without expending much energy and much effort and that it's really, really easy, we can be sure that they weren't speaking directly from experience or that for some reason they weren't telling us the truth. So an important and crucial aspect of our practice is learning how to make a wholehearted effort in the right way. It's kind of like tuning a guitar. 
as practice develops, blossoms, and matures, we learn to recognize more and more clearly the quality of the effort that we're putting into our practice. Are we trying too hard, over-efforting, tightening and tensing with the effort that we give to practice? Or are we too laid back, lethargic, maybe misunderstanding what a relaxed energy, attitude, and effort means in relationship with practice. And so we experience a kind of sinking body, mind, and heart all too often in our practice. We need to regularly tune up the quality and the attitudinal approach of the effort we practice with. And just like any musician, even the most accomplished musician, has to tune their instrument regularly. And just like that, we also need to tune up. So, for instance, like a guitar player, if the strings are too tight, they break. If they're too loose, they don't have any tone. And the music can't be played. As our ear, so to say, is honed, we're able to more and more easily notice when there's even just a subtle imbalance of effort attitudinally and or energetically happening in relationship to our practice. And so we tune up subtly, or sometimes more overtly, in order to play the beautiful music of our practice. And this goes on all through the years of our practice. It's very important to understand that relaxation and wise effort are um, intimately involved with each other. Relaxation, a really true relaxation, has nothing to do with laziness. It has nothing to do with lethargy. It's an alert ease of body and mind. Wise effort manifests with a bright, relaxed effort, making an effort in your practice with these particular qualities of body and mind in the forefront. Wise effort isn't tense or tight. These mental and physical states are the products of over-efforting, and they won't allow the development of concentration and tranquility. And of course, a lethargic approach to practice also prohibits the development of concentration. A Dharma teacher colleague and dear friend Gina Sharp says this about wise effort. By effort, we do not seek to improve ourselves. 
Rather, we open our minds to understanding the qualities of heart that keep us bound in suffering and those that set us free. This is a radical shift that requires profound kindness and compassion. So we could say that we pay attention to understand, not to judge. If we hold the view that Dharma practice is about improving ourselves, which very often implies judgment, then we'll be making effort by judging whether or not we're making progress. Wise effort in our practice is towards learning how suffering and how happiness happen. In order to make this shift, many of us need to work or to practice towards the ability to accept ourselves just as we are. Acceptance of the body, mind, and heart just as it is in any given moment is not about an attitude of dropping into complacency. Working with ourselves in this way is not actually really about improving the self, but rather it's about preparing the self to actually be able to make the shift away from getting better to getting more free. And actually, just in learning to accept the self or the so-called self, we're starting to become free of the so-called self. This shift is really a a crucial aspect of our practice. So a question you might ask yourself now and then that can be helpful is, am I trying to get better in this moment? Or am I practicing to understand? What qualities of heart and mind keep us bound in suffering? What qualities of heart and mind set us free? 